1: About the French I took
2: Welcome in, everybody, to Understanding CBD. This is episode number 61, if you can believe that. Uh, thank you all for being here. Just a reminder, the show is sponsored by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Stop by maxandstevens.com and pick up a bottle or give them a call or text at 443-743-2444. Uh, they are, we are always happy to, uh, to talk to you. Hello there, Max Sobel. Welcome back, Stephen Wallman. <laughs> thank you, my friend, and I uh, hope you had some good birthday celebrations uh, this past week. I did, thank so, you. So thank happy you. birthday to you, my thank friend. Thank you,
1: and an upcoming an upcoming one for you. That's
2: right, that's yeah. right. That's tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'm not officially allowed to wish you a happy
2: birthday. That's right, yeah. that's right. There's some superstitious people in the room here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but a uh, general reminder to everyone listening not to take anything said on this program as professional medical Or legal advice.
1: Nope, we're here to entertain you, maybe educate you a little bit, but mostly have fun.
2: That's right, absolutely. We're going to have fun today. Um, We're alive on the radio. This show is not pre-recorded. You can call in and talk and ask questions, which is great. We have Noah in the booth. Uh, You can call the phone number 410-922-6680 and ask your question, uh, get you queued up. If you're uncomfortable, a little bit shy, don't want to get on the air, you can always ask him your question. He can type it up to us, or you can text us a, a message. Um, on any one of our platforms, Max, uh, we, we kind of monitor that stuff, so we should get it. But uh, give us a call if you can. Um, if you can't get to a radio for some reason or if you miss this, you can always go watch it and listen somewhere else.
1: Just hop on understandingcbd.com and click on the button that lets you listen live, and then you're there. You're there. You get to, you, you get to listen to all past episodes if you want, and also you can see us on video because we also do these on YouTube. So make sure that if you are watching on YouTube, like and subscribe.
2: That's right. And share it so people know Please that share. it's good information and uh, it'll help us reach a larger audience, which is the goal here. That's is, the goal. Is, is helping people understand what's going on with Understanding CBD. Right. All right. Great song choice today. Max, tell us about it. Sam Cooke,
1: What a Wonderful World. Um, you know, that's in honor of our guest today, but, uh, you know, everybody knows that song from, you remember, National Lampoon's Animal House. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> that was just there's something to laugh at. Today. Well,
2: I love that song. It was hard for me to hold back my voice. I wouldn't do that to you, listeners, because we wouldn't have any more listeners then, would we? I think Max? we
1: still would have listeners. And well, don't forget, listeners, if you want to catch all of our music, we have a Spotify playlist. Just go to Spotify and search for Understanding CBD with Max and Steven. You'll get all the music from the shows.
2: Yeah, and it's a nice eclectic mix, too. We assurance. got everything from the Fat Boys to Sam Cooke. That's right. You know, and a lot of stuff in between as well. All right, enough of that. Uh, let's get to our agenda today. We have. Um, uh, at 2.43, we have Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez uh, from Atlantis Medical Wellness Center. Uh, Doc G, as we call him in his corner, he's got a great story for us today, so you're not going to want to miss this. It's going to really be something that's going to touch your heart. Uh, we also have a unique uh, male sex segment coming up at the end of the show, which is about 2.53. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, and our topic today is really interesting because it's the cannabis industry. Imagine that, but adding value, Max. Adding value in the cannabis industry.
1: And don't you think that's been overused as a term? You know, (laughs) adding value. Everybody's trying to add value in some way.
2: I agree. Adding value is is the big, and it's almost like uh, beauty. It's like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Um, So what we decided to do is before we get started, we're going to do a little, um, just, I I went to Merriam-Webster's dictionary just to say, what is value? You're right?
1: going to th- let us know what value I'm going to let you know what Thank
2: value you. is and in, in all the different permeations of it. Um, but you know, the first is it can be used as a noun. And, and here's some examples. The monetary worth of something.
1: Something you know, like maybe... Like a market
2: price or like the value of Bitcoin. The value of Bitcoin is a lot more now than it was. A lot more than it was last year. That's right. Um, or a relative worth, a utility of importance like... Harvey had nothing of value to say. Who
1: cares? (laughs) Who cares?
2: (laughs) Right. Um, Also, it can be used as a verb, so uh, to consider or rate highly. Like Noah values your opinion
1: on oh, some songs, maybe not all song choices, but <laughs> mostly, right, Noah. <laughs>
2: um, or it can also be used as in, like uh, as an estimate or a sign of monetary monetary worth. Like you're going to get your um, your jewelry appraised of a value before it's insured. Like gold prices going up, silver prices going up, things like so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also as an adjective, so it's a very versatile word. And this is used more like um, an inexpensive brand of products so uh, versus a value brand. So consumers choosing between premium brands versus a value brand.
1: We just had that conversation last night. Uh, my uh, family was talking about some fancy soap that they discovered, and my answer was, I like Irish Spring. Mm. Thank you. So, you know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a value brand guy.
2: There you go. So that that's a little bit of value here. So enough of that. Um, but who better to talk about adding value to the cannabis industry than someone who trains and teaches people to add value to the cannabis industry
1: yeah and if you remember back to episode 33 um, we had mrs mailsack joining us on that episode we're welcoming back professor shad he teaches a course titled entrepreneurial opportunities in emerging markets cannabis legalization he's a professor at anne arundel community college in maryland how are you professor thanks for joining us
3: I'm doing great, Max and Steven. It's uh, good to see you guys. Uh, I, uh, I'm a little worried here with this whole Zoom thing. I've been told I have a face made for radio here, so I uh, <laughs> hope we don't scare anybody away. and stuff. Well,
2: like it's a that, shame but, they got uh, you uh, holding that phone up to your ear. Uh, yeah, I guess, no, uh, you know, works, man. but you sound so, great uh, and you uh, look uh, great. I, great I, so. I love
3: that Sam, uh, Sam Cook there. And uh, by the way, that was my um, our, uh, our wedding song, my wife and uh, I.
1: Nice. Congratulations. Pictures. We knew that. We Absolutely. channeled that information. That was your first dance?
2: Yep. Yeah, or or whatever those. Yep,
3: yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Very nice. Way to go, See, Max. We didn't know, yeah? Way to go. Sometimes you win. Well, My well. That
3: squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm like that, that squirrel
1: sometimes.
2: <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, you know, we have a lot to cover. we got a lot of great questions for you. I've been thinking about this all week, and um, we want to um, really get a chance to expose what you're doing over there at Anne Arundel with Arundel with your program. And I know in your course, you start students out with an analysis of the history of cannabis. Um, because if you want to know where you're going, it makes sense to know where you've been. Um, what are some of the notable highlights uh, they uncover, and what are their reactions to it?
3: Well, uh, thanks for the question. It's a great question there. And listen, uh, we all need a rearview mirror in our lives and stuff like that. You know, there's some interesting you know, little factoids in there. The fact that the Greeks in 200 B.C. used um, the fan leaves and put them as veterinary medicine, and they actually put them on the flanks of their horses after long rides, um, Queen Victoria, uh, in the 19th century, she suffered from horrible PMS and it was, it, it provided her tremendous relief. So those are just some itty bitty facts. I would say the two most, uh, two most interesting things where I get the most reaction is, is number one, cannabis has been used as a medicine for 5,000 years. And that absolutely stuns students. And uh, we, have the, the, we thank the Chinese because they write things down, and we know starting in 2737, they were using it for gout, for rheumatism, for um, actually using it for absent-mindedness as well. Um, so that, that fact that it, it, it has basically wherever the plant was found, and those are called the land race strains, the strains that were around before the humans were around, wherever the plant was found, the people used it for medicine. There was no psychotropic effect. There was no, you know, intoxication or anything like that that they were, uh, uh, you know, finding in terms of the use of the plant, but they were using it as medicine. The second thing that the students react to is that you have this, 5,000 years of medicine, and again, not even kind of interesting medicine. It would have appeared in your apothecary, and it it would have been next to the, 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 the lavender or the mint or something like that. It wouldn't have been behind the counter. You would have kept the laudanum back there. But the other thing that they find very interesting is that about 120 years ago, this plant was consciously demonized uh, for a couple of reasons. One, as we know, from Watergate, follow the money. Money is always one of the things that motivates us, but also out of racial prejudice. Um, a guy named Harry Anslinger was basically the DEA of the, uh, of the early part of the 20th century, and he just did not like the fact that he found out that uh, Mexicans were migrating over the border and bringing um, uh, recreational use with them, and that just absolutely offended him. He had some rich buddies. He had a friend in William Randolph Hearst who ran 500 newspapers in the United States. And if you get a friend that runs 500 newspapers to write an article that didn't have to be true, uh, basically two types of articles, uh, people of color were either raping white women or killing white men. And uh, you just run that article in all of your papers, and all of a sudden, by 1936, we have reefer madness. So I think those two facts, one, that it's been medicine for so long and the fact that it, it was demonized so effectively uh, in the last 100 or so years.
1: You know, when I want to get back to, you know, some of your students. And a lot of the topics that we cover here is uh, the endocannabinoid system. And I know that's a big part of your course as well. So I know that you, you have them write a paper on how plant compounds uh, interact with the human body. Um, where do they get those real answers? I can't imagine that Google's helpful for that.
3: You know, I, and, and, and Max, I, we're not taking that deep of a dive. This is not a medical uh, uh, class here and stuff. But this is where I rely on, um, I rely on my guest speakers. Um, listen, five years ago, uh, when I started this class, I, I had some incredibly basic questions. I would not have known what CBD was when I started this class. I did not know what some of the concentrates were. I literally, the second week, had to take a young man out afterwards, and I I said to him, you know, we were walking around campus, I said, listen, you keep mentioning this stuff called shatter and butter and wax. I have no idea what this is. Please help me not appear to be an idiot here. Um, listen, there is some decent information out there on the Internet. Um, right now, the cannabis industry, the CBD industry, I think, you know, people are trying to be helpful. So there is some fairly decent information to get yourself started. But this is, where, again, where I rely on my guest speakers. And, and one of my fabulous ones is the medical director over at uh, Forward Grow, which is the uh, grow facility in Anne Arundel County. Her name is Dr. Deborah Kimlis. She uh, studied in Israel with Dr. Mashulam, the guy that uh, isolated THC and identified it. So the fact that I have access to these people and they can come into the class um, uh, is so helpful for me. And I literally gear the assignments after their appearances, you know. So um, that's been a a tremendous help for me and, and just... And again, I think at this point in time in the industry, folks are being helpful. We haven't gotten to the cutthroat
2: competitive level yet, but don't worry, we'll get there. It's business. <laughs> well, thanks for that, um, th- that nice little outlook there. We have a lot more to get to. Um, what we're going to do is take, to a, take a quick break right now. We'll be back with more of Shad Ewart and some more questions about opportunities in the cannabis industry. So don't go anywhere.
1: Don't know much by... Don't know much about the French I took, but I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be.
0: more of -hmm. understanding cbd with max and stephen on talk radio 680 wcbm
2: That's right, everybody. We will get by with another episode of Understanding CBD. We're welcoming back uh, Shad Ewart from Anne Arundel Community uh, College, Professor Shad. That is. Uh, hey, Max Sobel, how are you over there? Welcome back, Stephen Wallman. Thank you very much. We got a lot to cover today, and um, you know, I wanted to ask you back to catch up on when the students are talking about uh, doing the research on the endocannabinoid system. You also have them interview. Uh, medical patients. And I'm curious, do the patients, do the students find the patients are eager to be interviewed and tell their stories?
3: You know, that depends. That depends on, on, on if somebody does have kind of a, um, a previous experience with cannabis. Um, listen, the, the reason why I do this is that the students who take my class, uh, uh, probably half of them are looking for a job in the industry. And so, more than likely, that entry-level job for most of them is going to be in a dispensary. And one of your jobs in a dispensary is to talk to the the the, the customer and to recommend, you know, the the various types of products that you have. See, in the in the cannabis world, the doctor plays a, a different role than in in the let's say the prescription med- medicine world. If you get a prescription medicine. The doctor is going to tell you how much to take, how many doses, and stuff like that. In the cannabis world, the doctor is simply saying that you qualify to go to a dispensary. You either have a disease or you have one of the conditions. Maryland has about five or six conditions. They only have a couple of diseases. So the doctor just says, okay, you are qualified to go. Therefore, the critical conversation is going to occur at the dispensary, all right as opposed to when you go to the pharmacy, most of the time you simply hand them the script and they hand you what the doctor has recommended. That you
2: yeah, pay. and that's a huge dis- difference between how traditional medication is is prescribed by physicians and doctors than this, right This is completely Absolutely. They're just saying you qualify and then you're on your own like because they don't necessarily know what the right one is, or do you see that how does that working?
3: Well you know listen, one of the problems is that the endocannabinoid system is only taught in about nineteen percent of our medical schools, so you have eighty one percent basically of our doctors out there that don't aren't really even qualified to make that that uh, you know type of a recommendation there yeah, so it does put. A lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility on those people working at the at the dispensary, and that's one of the things that I am absolutely, you know, pushing with my students. Do not overpromise anything. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, when we're in the room or we're, you know, conducting class. We all feel the same way. They're all pro cannabis. They're all nodding. They all, you know, they all get it and stuff like that. A lot of times, your your client or your customer is going to be somebody that's going to be slightly reticent about it. So don't, you know, my great fear is that they're, you know, somebody's got cancer and I got a a student out there telling them, oh, give up your chemo and just smoke this strain and you'll be, no, 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 no. So absolutely, this is a, uh, a critical point of interaction between, you know, the, the cannabis dispensary and, uh, and the patient there. And that's why an ongoing relationship is also critical, that, you know, that they'd be willing to get back to the, the uh, employee and say, hey, listen, this did work or it didn't work, and, and what else can we try? so to me that's, uh, that's so critical so that's why I build that into the assignment. Now you asked me about are people reticent or are they uh, you know, willing to share and stuff like that and again that depends on the people and I think a, a lot of my students they self-select individuals that they know are going to be fairly open about that but no that's their kind of first step for me at least to get them used to talking to individuals and uh, you know determining what their condition is and is there a cannabis solution for them.
1: And so a lot of the- the people and we know because because we've experienced some of these people there's a stigma related there's certainly controversy still related to cannabis and the use and sale of it Um, you know in your experience what are some of the most common controversies
3: well listen I think the controversies out there are, are kind of on the macro level um, I, I will tell you one of the things that uh, you know that that does make potential patients nervous is a lack of information so I love the fact that you guys have certificates of, 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 of analysis that you're willing to provide and that you, you have done the research into dosage and stuff like that. And listen, I believe that, that information is, the, is the, the cure for everything so in you, education.
1: So you, you approve know. of our <laughs> radio show as well, huh?
3: <laughs> there you go. There you go. In terms of, in terms of you know, big controversies out there still, I think there's a couple of them. And I think there's, one of them is, is still acceptance. You know, is getting so, like I said, I'm worried about my students over promising. The other end that I'm worried about are the people that could benefit from either CBD or cannabis that are just afraid to try it. And the best example I have is my father. My father has chronic back problems. My sister and I tried for five years to get him to try CBD or, or uh, you know, a medical cannabis. And he comes from the just say no uh, generation. Oh, it's a gateway drug, and all of the old things that we now know are, are not true. And it wasn't until he went to a dispensary. Uh, my sister lives out in Nevada. She got him to go to a dispensary, a medical dispensary. He was in a small room. There was a woman with a clipboard. She had on a, a white jacket, and she had a stethoscope. My sister and I now believe the stethoscope was probably a prop, <laughs> but you know what? That mattered to my dad. Mm-hmm. That mattered to my dad. And he likes to say now, listen, I didn't need a Bic lighter, and I never saw anything green. It was a transdermal patch that, uh, that he was uh, uh, recommended, and it worked great. He got on a plane. He flew back from Nevada all the way to Tennessee, which was almost impossible for him to do. Mm. Um, Driving with him is a total pain in the butt every hour. He has to stop and walk around for 15 minutes. Good for the dog, not good for you if you're trying to make time here. So he gets back to Memphis. I call him up, so I'm panicking about, you know, did he freak out on the plane? I'm watching CNN to see, oh, my God, plane puts down in Denver because elderly man has cannabis reaction or something like that. And the first words out of my, his mouth were, "Jeez, this stuff was great. Can you bring me some? And I'm like, Pops. I'm not muleing drugs across the country, and I'm sorry you live in one of the states that currently isn't legal there. He thinks
1: you have the hookup because you teach the course. That's what it is. Well, there you go,
3: (laughs) but I'm not going there. Uh, My mom and dad might have raised some ugly children, but they didn't raise a bunch of dumb kids. uh, (laughs) I'm going to take the fifth on that one, Max. But uh, No, but the point is is that how we present this to folks is so critical. It's so critical. And so, again, facts. Uh, don't denigrate people that, like I said, it's not a gateway drug. We use facts to, 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 you know, to explain these things. You said that, you know, what other controversies are out there, and I think one of the big ones also out there in this industry is this methodology in which the cannabis industry is licensing people. I like to say islands of legality in a sea of illegality, but it's in each of these islands of legality being each state. Each one of them is also their own little economic uh, experiment that is going on here. And we have gone through this process of licensing, that you have to apply for a license, that you just can't simply open up a dispensary, I have a great business plan, I've got enough money. You can't do that in any state right now. So you have to go through this licensing process. And no matter how many times they have tweaked this process, it seems to end up the same way, that rich white people end up with these licenses in an industry that has had a history of racism where people of color have been damaged by this industry by the by the criminal justice system and how it is related to this industry and even with their attempts to try to make it better they seem to keep failing again and again. Illinois, that two, a year and a half ago, we all said, oh, that's it. They've got the social equity thing down. That's a great method. They're in lawsuits, and they still haven't distributed the licenses yet. So to me, those are the big things. We still need to work on acceptance, and this methodology we have of, of licensing these things, I'm not sure if that's the way to go. I don't know what the other answer is for that, but to me those are big controversies right now.
2: Yeah, it's, it's hard to see the path forward to... Um the way it was before the demonization of the plant, because at the end of the day, it's a plant, right? And and for thousands of years, humans have used it. Uh, we haven't even discussed the um, non-medical value of it, whether it's nutrition, building supplies, getting rid of the petrochemicals that are used in this planet, um, you know, toxic remediation of land, and and all these other things. I mean, it's, you know, twenty-some hundred functions of this plant that it can be used for. Um, it seems like this this path of of licensing. Is not the right way to move forward, and I think what you're you're you know saying here is it is kind of repeating the same pattern. It's it's not really something that's going to build any equity in this port,
1: and soon. probably not adding value to the point of our show today, oh, right? It's Not going
3: to be adding value, but I'll tell you what will have value. We've just had our biggest uh, state, uh, New York, legalize. All right. Just think about that dispensary, and and, and like in all other states, they're going to limit the number of dispensaries. It's going to be geographic. It's going to be based on population, but there is going to be one dispensary in Times Square. That is going to be the the crown jewel, and I can guarantee you that is not going to go to some young entrepreneur in Manhattan who's got the best business plan. It's going to go to the person with the biggest pile of money and uh you know that is still the issue and listen we're we're dealing with an, uh, uh, something that has value and when you make it rare like through this licensing process that's going to drive that value up and drive some people out of this industry
2: yeah get the money <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, one of the other things, so you, you got a, a very uh, encompassing course, and it's, you know, it's imagine it's just, it's not a whole, you know, 18-month program. You just, this is one course. Now, when people go through these um, steps and you're taking them through the process of learning, what's the final exam like? Do they, um, you know, what, what, is, what do they do for that?
3: You know, listen, that, that final exam, this whole course is based on demand. All right. I had students in 2013, 2014. They were watching that show High Profits on CNN, the two dumbest people on the planet that <laughs> fell into a, a license out in Breckenridge, Colorado. Students were interested in and that's why I started the course. I re, you know, listen, my background is business. My background is not a uh, 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 medicine. So I was looking at it from the business standpoint. I saw it as, "Hey, look at these are the these are the things that are going to happen here. Let's students are interested in it. I'm in the dream business. They have dreams. I want to get to that point. I have altered the course to meet the needs of the students. And so there's basically two types of students that end up in my course. Those that are looking for a a job in the industry, all right, and again, most of them end up uh, uh, entry-level jobs in, the, uh, in a dispensary. Some of them are in some of the grow facilities. Uh, we still haven't figured out the robot that can take a little tiny plant and put it in a slightly bigger pot, and then when that plant gets a little bigger, to get it into an even bigger pot. That has to be done by a human being. Um, so they w- either want a job in the industry or they want to start a business. So... The final exam they get a choice i believe in choice and i believe in uh... uh, giving students choice now whether they have to do the final or not that that's not a choice i like to tell the students um... this is not a democracy in here this is a tyranny but i'm a fairly benevolent tyrant all right so we're not going to debate certain things like assignments and things like that but in this case i give them a choice so for those that want to uh, look into uh, starting a business they can do a mini business plan for me. For those that are looking to get a job in the industry, I have them do a resume and a cover letter, and then we do a mock interview with them. I try to bring in folks from various dispensaries and uh, uh, hiring managers and stuff, and I let them do the uh, let them do the uh, uh, that oral part of the final exam for those folks that are looking to uh, you know get a job in the industry. And what's been great is I've probably got 25 students working in the industry right now. And there are many times that during the final exam, someone will take somebody aside and say, hey, you know, this is back when we were face-to-face. Let, let, let's continue this conversation. I think there's a place for you at my place.
0: Do the
1: students then reach out to you after they've launched their business to keep you updated with their successes or failures or challenges or anything like that?
3: Yeah, listen, Max, this is uh, this is one of the great things about this. I mean, this there's been many wonderful things for me as a professor, all right? And number one, one of the... You've got to understand, there are classes that you have to take and classes that you want to take, and there are a lot of classes that you have to take. Yeah. I also teach accounting. I have marketing majors tell me all the time, I'm a marketing major, <laughs> why, why do I have to take accounting? <laughs> You'll make better marketing decisions and stuff like that. So, number one, I have a class full of people that want to be there. Nobody has ever said, Oh, I took your class because it was on Tuesday night and I needed a business elective. Nobody has ever said that. They simply want to be there. So it has been a tremendous. I, I, I maintain this network. I have maintained this network of ex students and stuff. So even the ones that go back um, uh, five years now, and one of those students was a, a, a woman named Laura Toskoff. And she is the outlier in my class because she and her husband, Tony Toskoff, are the owners of Greenpoint Wellness up in Linthicum and their new facility they have in Laurel? I, I Tony comes in and grades the students. Laura comes in and talks to the students and stuff like that. So I have developed this great network. We all stay in touch with each other. Um, I do have these cannabis networking events at my home. Uh, once the pandemic is over with, we're going to start these up again. I do live in the District of Columbia, so I invite people in, and it's just amazing to have students from two years ago, find a student from a year ago, and I've got half an idea, you've got half an idea, let's put this together and make it work. It seems
2: like you got a great ecosystem built there, Shad. we gotta we got to run and bounce, but I wanted to make sure um, people know how to get in touch with you. What's the best way for them to reach out?
3: You know, probably at the college, uh, 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 words at aacc.edu is my uh, email, and they can always reach me on Twitter, and I'm at Shad from D.C., at Shad from D.C., and that's a great way to reach out to me. And uh, and anybody that, you know, uh, uh, Mackie Barch over at Cult of Supply, I, I had him in once as a guest speaker, and he said an amazing thing to me. He says, listen, you're in CBD, you're in cannabis, you, you've become an ambassador for this industry. And like I said, we haven't gotten to the cruel cutthroat levels yet, but, you know, that's that's where I feel I am right now. All right, we're
2: and gonna I bring, bring you back and have sure that conversation.
1: Thank you, Shad from D C. Pleasure having you. We'll be right back with Doc G's Corner, everyone.
2: Stay tight. Take
0: care. understanding cbd with max and steven on talk radio 680 wcbm welcome
2: back everyone to understanding cbd it's a beautiful live show here um hello there max sobel and
1: welcome back Stephen woolman
2: and now it's time for us to introduce our own top gun dr benjamin gonzalez from atlantis medical wellness center doc g how are you today my
4: friend gentlemen gentlemen, i'm doing well how about you great you guys hear me all right yes yeah
2: yeah you got a new microphone
4: Yeah, yeah, testing it out today. Sounds nice.
2: Maybe you'd get a little closer to it.
4: I am Dr. Ben Gonzalez, and this is Dr. G's Corner. And now for something a little different. Today, instead of going over some scientific literature on CBD, I would like to begin with a story about my dad. He passed away last November, right before Thanksgiving, at the age of 86. He lived an extraordinary life as a true Mexican cowboy, sharp um, in the mind to the end. He had developed kidney disease in the last few years of his life. Towards the end, he was plagued with a chronic skin condition causing perpetual itching not solved with any traditional medical approach. His muscles deteriorated and he lost significant strength going from a healthy 190 pounds to barely 120 pounds in a short time. Through all of that, he remained sharp in mind. He had been very active, a healthy eater, and a caring human being to all humanity, he did his dialysis on his own, sometimes traveling hundreds of miles back and forth from Mexico, pulling over on the side of the road to do his own peritoneal dialysis exchange by hanging the fluids on, on, a, on a tree limb and being very particular, tracking every ounce of fluid and remaining, and remaining sterile in his procedures. You see, he was a pilot and a small aircraft mechanic in his early years, so he knew the true meaning of attention to detail. But in the end, Though his mind was sharp, his body was failing him. We, our family, knew he was dying. So instead of being alone in the hospital because of COVID restrictions, we brought him home to my brother's house in Arizona. And as I said, his mind was sharp to the end. His itching and the pain escalated, though. And he had a hospice nurse caring for him and with orders from his doctor to uh, to give him small amounts of morphine as needed. The morphine was not working, and his heart and body were so weak that any medication of that type would significantly drop his blood pressure or kill him. Now, Here's the magic. He was in severe pain in his last hours. I was catching a flight on my way from my home in Maryland to Arizona, and I got on the phone with the hospice nurse. I told her that I had uh, given him CBD in the past, which had helped his symptoms. But the hospital would not allow CBD on, the, on, on medical orders. My dad was surrounded by family. They found his CBD in his bags and at, at home. I directed the dosage to the nurse. She knew I was a doctor. Within minutes of the CBD hitting his tongue, his disposition of pain relaxed. And he became comfortable. The nurse was excited by his response. Excited that he could finally get some rest without the dangers of morphine to his fragile system. My dad passed away the following day. The nurse could not stop talking about how such a simple thing did so much. My passion for the use of CBD came well before my father's experience. I see how proper use of CBD works consistently in my patients, and I have for years. I've also seen the escalation of poorly regulated CBD products get pushed on the public. I have a zero tolerance for this. I take that zero tolerance and I apply it when choosing a particular type of CBD and brand. Zero contaminants, zero artificial ingredients, zero palm oil, zero gluten, zero misrepresentation of things like CBD infused toothpaste, tampons or pillowcases. Zero issues with legal misrepresentation and zero tolerance of THC misrepresentation. I choose what I choose, what I chose for my father, for my patients. The type and quality of CBD at the right amount for the condition of concern. I know that is heavy, but it is real. If you have any questions concerning the use of CBD, you can call my clinic at 301-622-2722 to set up a telephone appointment and I will be happy to answer your questions as they apply to you and your medical condition of concern. Again, that number is 301-622-2722. And mention you heard me on this radio station, or you can message me directly on Instagram at ben gonzalez underscore md that's, that's b-e-n-g-o-n-z-a-l-e-z underscore md well guys i thought that'd be a little break from taking from talking about science
2: yeah doc and i uh, appreciate you for sharing that personal story it definitely means a lot thank and, you um, doc
1: really yeah. that story was something else
2: and may your father you rest in peace have the
4: rest of your day thanks doc g
2: thank and, you, and doc. we'll be right back with uh, everyone's favorite segment hey.
0: of understanding cbd with max and stephen on talk radio 680 wcbm
1: and welcome back everybody welcome back there stephen wellman
2: hey max sobel good show so far
1: very good show so far you are back with understanding cbd um before we dive into our mail sack segment, let me give out the phone number. One last chance for you out there listening to give us a call if you have any questions. 410-922-6680. We'll take your call live on the air. Um, and before we dive into mail sack itself, Stephen, you want to make an announcement on who our guest is next week, please?
2: Yeah, sure, sure. Next week will be uh, episode 62, I believe. And uh, when understanding CBD, we welcome Susie Ohanessian. Susie will be discussing her woman's health journey and her struggle with fibroids.
1: Wonderful. So Wonderful. you
2: may want to let your friends know about that.
1: Absolutely. Women's health is a, is a big topic, and we love to cover it. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, our goal is to build a bridge between people and cannabis. That's what we're doing all the time. And this is a segment where we share those real stories. So, Noah, when you're ready, this is called...
3: MailSat! You've got mail.
1: And in, in typical wonderful fashion, Noah reminds us there was no Foley sound, so now we have well, the. We got to go air. into the back first right again. Go ahead, know. Russell in the back. Got to get introduced first. All right, great. So, we made the sound, and we have a story this week about a gentleman that called us named Chase.
2: Yeah, it's a little different from a normal call that we talk about because we really don't talk much about what our wholesale business is. But uh, I was like, you know, get a call from a guy. Um, and he runs a business. He does some delivery of CBD and cannabis products, and he's been frustrated by the mail delivery. He's had packages. He's typically buying from you know California, Colorado, West Coast stuff. So he said, "Hey, Stephen, can you? How did you help find me- us? Help me out." I think it was a Google search. Just just Googled, um, and we popped up, which was great, you know. Mm -hmm. We said we've been on the web, I guess, for a couple years, so we have some sort of authority there on uh, (laughs) on the Googles. We must. And uh, he said, hey, you know, I'm curious if you can do anything for me. I'm looking for some flour. Um, a lot of my customers like to smoke the CBD flower, and I'm also looking for something called a moon rocks, if people don't know what that is. It's just another
1: uh, enhanced bud that, they, that that people can smoke. So flower is the buds, the actual buds from the plant. Yeah. And moon rocks is enhanced Yeah, bud? so they take the bud, and
2: then they mix some uh, concentrated oil in it, extract oil, and then they roll it into keef, which is a ground-up um, bud as well. So it's just like a fortified, really dense and heavy, potent... Way of smoking, so it's it's popular for a lot of people. So he was trying to get this, and I said, "Look, um, you know, we don't typically do we don't do those products in our brand, and our customers that we focus on, are really have a few specific." Um, criteria yeah,
1: yeah. We're, we're, we're very specific about the product that we release it's we, we try to cater to mostly n- non-smokers uh, people with emotional challenges like anxiety and depression and stress and stuff insomnia aches and pains is very common for us a lot of older people uh, we cater to pets but the the flower and the moon rocks is not our thing
2: yeah there's just a, so many different marketplaces out there we we target just the people that just don't want to smoke so yeah. for those that do well we've been in this industry for a while we have a lot of great connections we're able to connect him with a local source, someone that um, actually is is involved in the whole process of growing, um, farming, and even helps other farmers get themselves started, does testing, scientists, um, and also gets into the processing. So we're able to make a, a match. Um, Which was pretty cool from local two local people, Um, and you know I I believe that they're uh, working together now, and they're able to help each other out.
1: And it's comforting to know that the you know both sides of that equation trusted us as a middle uh, as a middleman basically, right? You know Chase trusted us enough to go and search and really do his research to figure out that we were a reputable company, and he called us and wanted to talk to you, and you guys had a conversation. And then on the other side of the equation, through our network, you know the the processor that we connected him with, also you know we did our due diligence, we spoke. To her and her team. By the way, it's a great family business. We should mention it at some point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we made that connection. And I think that that trust that we build. Um, across all sides of the transaction, I think really means a lot. And it's why we put our names and faces.
2: Yeah, on. And, and so, you know, we do have Max and Steven's product with one oil and it's targeted to specific. But if you have a pharmacy, if you're looking for multiple products, if you are um, an individual, you want to try something different but you don't know where to go, we can still help you with those things. We just don't promote those on our website. Yeah, so- just
1: because it's not a Max and Steven's product doesn't mean that Max and Steven don't put their stamp of approval that's on right. it, right? That's right. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. Away from this one that's for sure mm-hmm. and g- lots of luck to chase lots of luck to the company that we connected him with and you know we'd love to make that love connection again give us a chance
2: yeah yeah there'll be more there'll be more out there there's um a few different farmers we're working with in uh, maryland mm-hmm. um, we've been looking in maryland for years if you, you know we started in north carolina with our first product which was two years just over two years ago right it was, uh, the end of 2018 happy anniversary you yeah. know um and when we started that and um As the programs have progressed in the different states, especially in Maryland, there's been, I think this is really the third. Growing season in Maryland, yeah. Um, they're starting to get a little bit more um, experience behind, under their belt. Um, there's more choices. Uh, they much better quality that that w- than was in the state a few years ago. So. Yeah, let's
1: just put it this way: that we're much more impressed with what we're seeing coming out of. C- considering that we are a Maryland company, we're much more impressed with what we're seeing coming out of Maryland lately. Yeah, compared
2: yep. to three years ago. Yeah, you know, it's, yep. it's really we had been... no
1: choice three years ago. We had to go to where they actually had experience growing and processing. And North Carolina was the top of that list, at least in our eyes. Yeah, but now it's a whole different. Ball game, and we are actually thrilled to be doing business in Maryland.
2: Love Maryland, you know. We got the farmers market starting soon, um, May eighteenth. May eighteenth is we'll it be
1: back at the farmers market, and that's
2: Tuesdays, and it's um, Tuesday from what two to four two to
1: six uh, two to six two to six two to six every tuesday and i think it goes all the way through to i think it's like november or something like that I don't yeah know. so
2: if you remember if you listen to our older episodes it's an opportunity for you to come in meet us um, max will sign autographs <laughs> um we can also you can do an interview we can get you on the radio we've done a few of those um so we want to take the time to thank uh shad Ewart, professor thanks for being on the show man you're awesome um, we're definitely going to have you back when you can fit us in um dr ben gonzalez uh, what a heartfelt story thank you for sharing that with us uh, I know it meant a lot to to us and I'm sure our listeners as well. Uh, Noah, you do a great job in the booth, man. Thank you so much. Um, And thank you, listeners, because without you, there wouldn't be anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And let's also thank our sponsors, Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Why don't you stop by maxandstevens.com and pick up a few bottles of their CBD drops, excuse me, and then uh, keep an eye out for new products, 443-743-2444.